for the love of goats. We are talking about everything goat. Whether you're a goat owner, a breeder, or just a fan of these wonderful creatures, we've got you covered. And now, here's Deborah Neiman. And welcome to today's episode. This is going to be really interesting and also very educational for me. I frequently joke that I made all the mistakes so you don't have to. And this is an area where I actually have very little personal experience. And that is hoof health. Yes, hoof, the things your goats walk on. I've been very lucky that one of the very first goats I bought, in fact, the fourth goat I bought, had some little tiny hoof issues, which we'll talk about in a second. But other than that, we've had no problems. So joining us today is Dr. Kevin Pelzer, Professor of Production Management Medicine at Virginia Maryland College of Veterinary Medicine at Virginia Tech. Welcome back to the show today, Dr. Pelzer. Oh, great to be here. I'm really excited to talk to you about this because, as I said, I really don't have a whole lot of experience with this. The fourth goat we bought, on the bottom of her hooves, I noticed when I would trim her hooves, there would sometimes be little black spots. And if they got big enough, like if I wasn't great at trimming her hooves in a timely manner and they got big enough, it would be stinky. And um, I always wondered, like, ooh, is this the beginning of hoof rot? But that's the only goat that that ever happened to. And I'm lucky it never got any worse. So I think that's probably about as simple as you can get in terms of like hoof challenges. So can you tell us what exactly that was that we were dealing with? I suspect what you had was that at some point in time, the goat probably experienced laminitis. And when laminitis or inflammation of the hoof occurs, there's disruption of the normal matrix of the hoof during its development. And as a result, that matrix of the hoof and the white line, which connects the hoof to the soft tissue of the foot, gets damaged and it doesn't have the integrity that it should. And as a result of that, it breaks down or separates and allows for dirt and bacteria to get packed in there. And that's why you saw the little black spots. And when you cut it out, eventually it probably all went away. And that's it. Laminitis is fairly common in goats uh, as well as sheep. Some of the pastures that we have, especially like this time of year and within the next month or so, are rich in a lot of uh, sugars. And those sugars can cause laminitic effects of the hoof. And then We won't see that right away because the hoof grows about the same rate as one's hair, about a quarter of an inch to half an inch a month. So it's going to be four or five months before we see that effect in the hoof wall, if we're going to see it at all. Okay. And you mentioned that that padding under the hoof separates from the hoof, which is, I guess, for lack of a better word, like a nail. Because at first I thought, oh, that happens because the hoof's not trimmed. But when the hoof's not trimmed, it actually usually starts to curl under. So why exactly does that happen then? It's because the hoof wall is not being worn down at the same rate as hoof growth. And as a result, the way the goat walks, when it puts its foot down, the toes spread and they spread outward. and so that pressure on that hoof wall tends to make that hoof wall slide under the sole of the foot because of that outspreading. And so that's why 
you get that underrun look versus an outer run in those toes. Oh, okay. That's interesting. And so I, once in a blue moon, I see a goat that doesn't curl under. So I guess that just has to do with the difference in the way that they hold their leg and the way that they walk. And the surfaces that they walk on. Okay. All right. Wow. That's interesting. Yeah. And those goats that don't develop the wall growing underneath the sole, their toes will get really long. And so what's happening there is they're taking care of that growth of the hoof wall on the sides, but because that interfaces with the sole, it's worn down better than the tip of the toe that continues to grow long. Okay. And then let's move on to hoof rot because it's interesting. When I first moved onto our farm in 2002, you know, I had a couple different sheep people, you know, asking if I'd had any trouble with hoof rot yet. And my answer was always no. 21 years later, my answer is still no. And it, it seems like I don't hear a lot of people with goats talk about hoof rot, but I do hear sheep people talk about it more. So what exactly is hoof rot? And is it seen more in sheep? And if so, why? It can be seen more in sheep. And that may just be due to the density of sheep versus goats, where, you know, people will have 30 to 50 sheep, whereas goats tend to be smaller groups like five to 10. But the organism that causes hoof rot or foot rot, it's a bacteria. And it is very contagious. So probably the reason you haven't had it is because you don't bring a lot of goats in from outside sources. That's the main way that it gets onto a farm is buying uh, replacement animals that are infected uh, with this organism or possibly going to a show and animals there are subclinical and the bacteria is laid in that environment and then picked up on the feet of other animals and then they take it back home. Likewise, it can be picked up on the shoes of visitors. So people coming to your farm could bring it to you or you could pick it up by visiting other people's farms or shows just like the sheep or the goat. Sheep are a little more sensitive and will show lameness more so than goats that have foot rot. I looked at a fellow's goats and three of the four goats had hoof rot or foot rot and none of them were actually lame. But when we trimmed the feet up, you could see the black tarry type stuff and the really nasty smell on those feet. So how would you tell the difference? Because that's what I'd heard. And that's why I wonder like if that goat I bought had like the beginning of foot rot because I saw the black spots and it was stinky. So how do you know when you've gone beyond just laminitis and now you're into foot rot territory? So when you have foot rot, there will be separation of the hoof wall from the foot. And it usually starts at the sole so that the sole is underrun. So it separates and then the bacteria gets in there and it produces some enzymes that actually break down that hoof wall and then it migrates to the outside and then up the wall. The other is that with hoof rot, it usually smells really bad and you kind of get this 
greasy black uh, watery type material between the hoof wall and the hoof. Okay. That definitely sounds worse than what I was seeing on that goat that we had. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it was not greasy. It was just black. So yeah. no, this is the only thing that I can think of that comes close to is if you're in a lake or a river or a creek and you get into the mud and you get that black stuff kind of boil up where you step and then you step out and you got that nasty black smelly stuff on your feet that's kind of that consistency okay that gives me a really good picture of what you're talking about now (laughs) so if you have a goat with foot rot how do you treat it well recently there's been some work in england that shows that in the past what we did was we would remove all the hoof that wasn't attached to the foot And research out of England has shown that that actually delays healing. And so we should just trim off the overgrowth and then give those animals antibiotic. Antibiotic that is commonly given, and you'll need to get approval from your veterinarian for this because these drugs are used in a, it's not on the label, so it's extra label use. Tetracycline, uh, the long-acting tetracycline works, a product called Zactran, which is uh, gamethromycin. It works very well. It's expensive, and the withdrawal period for the gamethromycin or the Zactran is 54 days. So it does have a long withdrawal period, and it's a group of antibiotics that causes an extended period of time in regards to milk withdrawal. So if it's a dairy animal, tetracycline would be the drug of choice. Whereas if it's a meat type animal or a pet, the gamethromycin or the Zactran would be my preference. And those would be injectable? Yes, they're injectable. Okay. And then about how long does it take to see an improvement? Because I mean, I think hooves grow really slowly. (laughs) Yep. Well, that nasty discharge will disappear in about a week. And uh, like you said, it will take a while for that hoof wall to repair itself, like weeks, but it will dry up. That's the big thing is it'll dry up and things will get firm down there and won't smell anymore. And that's good news. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) All right. Is there anything else people need to know about hoof rot before we move on? That's about it. If you do use foot baths, that's a way to help uh, control it. Foot rot, when we see it, it's usually when the temperatures are greater than 50 degrees and when it's moist. That's the time when the organism really survives well in the environment and that's the time when it's going to be spread. So warm, wet times, areas around feeders and waterers, uh, if they get muddy, is an excellent means to spread it. Okay. And when you said foot bath, is that a copper foot bath? And is that to prevent other goats in your herd from getting it if some already have it? Yes. It can be used as part of a prevention and part of the treatment. So that would be a 10% copper sulfate solution or you could use a 10% zinc sulfate solution. There are commercial sprays of zinc sulfate. You can buy 
It's some of the catalogs and you can use that to spray it on their feet and in between their toes. The big thing there is you need to keep the animals in an area where that can dry on their feet in order to be effective. So if you just, if you put them back in the barn on straw, is that good? It's not really good, but it's not all that bad either. It depends on if the straw is dry or if the straw is, has a lot of fecal material and urine in it, then it could be an excellent harbor of the organism. So maybe deal with this kind of the way you might deal with a mite infestation, and that is clean out the barn, treat the goats, and then put them back in on the dry straw? Yeah. Okay. Every now and then, I people will ask, and usually I think it's a theoretical question, and that is, I don't know that anybody's ever thought their goat had it, but people ask about founder in goats, and I always think of horses which I know absolutely nothing about. <laughs> right. Yes, they can founder, and that's the laminitis. Okay. Laminitis is the, I don't know, the technical or the veterinary term. The lay term is founder. And so, yeah, they can founder. And oftentimes where or when you will see that is when you're trimming feet, there will be some fine little purple lines in the white line area. So if you look at the bottom of a foot and when you trim it, you have the hoof and then you have a little white line and then you have the sole of the foot. And that white line is where the sole and the hoof wall join together. And that's where you'll see these little flakes of purple, red. And essentially what it is, is dried blood because you'll have hemorrhage of the foot and so that hemorrhage leaks between the foot and the hoof wall and that's the white line area and that's why the white line separates when you have laminitis as well because you have that swelling and it separates the hoof from the lamina of the foot okay and why does that happen it's because there's an upset in the rumen microflora, and they produce some toxins that are absorbed that then causes a bunch of histamine to be released. And then the small blood vessels dilate and leak. Okay. So it is diet related. Yes. Anything in particular that causes it? Over access to grain. And then, like I said, you'll see mild cases where you get Changes in grass, especially this time of year, the grass will have more sugars in it than normal. Okay. Is there anything else that people need to know? So as far as like trimming and stuff, I've noticed there's a big difference between goats in terms of how fast some wear down their hooves than others. And a lot of sheep people will say, oh, you just trim their hooves once a year when you're shearing them. But I don't think I've ever had a goat that could go a year without having its hooves trimmed. So what do people need to know about just general maintenance of hooves? Just general maintenance essentially is if you notice that the toes are getting long and the way you can look at that, especially in light colored hooves, is you'll start to notice that at the tip, it's kind of dark. And the reason it's dark is because dirt is packed up in that tip. And so that should be cut back 
to that white line connecting to the soul. And then also, if you have, like you discussed earlier, the hoof wall growing underneath the foot, that should be trimmed level to the soul. Okay. Anything else people need to know about hoof health? One thing that occurs in goats more so, I mean, it occurs in sheep a fair bit, but with goats, they'll actually become three-legged lame with a condition called foot scald. And what that is essentially is the skin between the toes rots. And the reason that occurs is it's caused by the same bacteria that causes foot rot, but it's a different strain. It's a milder strain. And when we'll see that is if you open up the toes, it will smell really bad, like something died in there. And it looks like somebody poured boiling water on that tissue. So you'll get kind of like almost a athlete's foot kind of look to it, the skin, with a really bad smell and it'll be moist. And the reason that occurs is because they're standing around in mud or areas where that inside of their toe can't dry out. And so that bacteria gets in there and it's kind of like, you know, if you take a relaxing bath and you're in there for a half an hour, how your fingers get pruny. Well, the feet essentially get pruny like that, and that weakens the integrity of the skin, which allows the bacteria to colonize and then cause its damage. And so you can treat that with foot baths. You can also treat it with the tetracycline injection. Uh, They actually make a solution of tetracycline spray in Europe. I don't know why we don't have that here, but that works uh, really well. I'll mix up four grams of tetracycline in 100 mils of alcohol and spray that between the toes. And if you let it dry, that will do a really good job of cleaning that problem up within a day or two. Okay, that's good to know. Is that particular bacteria just in the environment all the time, or does it have to be brought in? Uh, It's usually brought in as well. What's interesting is the organism that causes foot rot, it's an obligate parasite, meaning that it has to live on the foot. And it will only live in the environment for 10 to 14 days. Whereas the organism, even though it's the same, name, it's just a different strain, that strain can live on the feet and off the feet on and off forever. So you can't eradicate the foot scald, but you can eradicate the foot rot. It's a weird beast. (laughs) That Yeah, that's really fascinating. I've had other places where they've never had foot scald and then they'll bring new animals in and then they will get foot scald. And It's not contagious like foot rot. And so you'll just have individual periodic cases of the foot scald, whereas with the foot rot, you're likely to have a whole herd outbreak. Okay, that is interesting. Because we used to have a real problem with um, one of our barns flooding if we would get too much rain. Thankfully, we got that fixed with new gutters and some landscaping to move dirt away from the barn and stuff. But I know I used to always be really worried when that would happen, you know, when the barn would flood, because 
it's pouring rain. So you really have no place to move the goats, but we never had a problem with hooves when any of that happened. So it sounds like we were just lucky that none of those bacteria were on our farm. Yeah. Okay. That explains a lot. <laughs> Is there anything else people need to know about hooves and goats? That's really about it. One of the things that you can do to help reduce the frequency of trimming hooves is you know how goats like to climb things. And some people may have like dog houses that the goats climb on, or they've built like, you know, ramps for them to run up and down. If you take shingles and put the shingles on those objects where they're running around on, that will help wear down their feet so that you might not have to trim quite as often. The other is to put rock down around your waterers or your feeders. Oh, that is a really great tip about the shingles. I've never heard about that before, but it totally makes sense. So I yeah, think- I mean, shingles is nothing more than if they made it kind of like grade two sandpaper. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think I see a summer project for us because <laughs> everybody wants to trim hooves less, right? Yeah. Yep. So thank you for that tip. That's awesome. Anything else? That's really the only big issues with the feet. There's some more individual type problems, but they're very sporadic. But the foot rot and the foot scald are the two big things that you'll commonly see. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. This has been very educational for me, and I'm sure it'll be really helpful to people. Thanks for joining us again. Oh, you're welcome. And thanks again for having me. And that's it for today's show. If you haven't already done so, be sure to hit the subscribe button so that you don't miss any episodes. To see show notes, you can always visit ForTheLoveOfGoats.com. And you can follow us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Love Goats Podcast. See you again next time. Bye for now.